Thanks again to Jamie for letting us use that Mick McCarthy house music mix. We had the premium FPL podcast at premium underscore FPL on Twitter. For those who are not, not already following us, please do for injury updates, talking points and videos of Mindy being slapped by a fish, but soon to be me joining the collection. Uh, I'm Callum, one half of the podcast. And as always, joined by Mindy. How's it going, Lane? Yeah, not bad. Obviously, still still pleased it's not me doing the forfeit again this month. We need to... Uh... I know the logistics for what, how we're going to record yours and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, looking we'll, forward to that. A nice little Christmas surprise for you. Well, I think I think um, everyone that follows us is looking forward to it. The whole the whole FPL Mansion Premium Player Twitter community. I think like there's hundreds of people just waiting on on you to be. It's um, funny. I have mates who don't listen to the podcast, and I, I got a text off a few of them saying, "When you're doing your forfeit, lad." So <laughs> word must be getting spreading about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the the content the main option is the you having that concoction your brother suggested and wearing like I'm thinking maybe an elf outfit is more embarrassing than a reindeer. Get you in like some green red number. Uh, um, forfeit's a forfeit. I got to uh, agree to it. Long so, um, kill me. The the thing I'm thinking about is how we um, film it because uh, obviously. The previous ones we've been able to do outside but with this being a smoothie like people will need to see like what's gone in it because that's part of it like all this horrible shit that's going to go in there needs to be part of the video and then also like you in the set in a in wearing the same stuff like having advice you could you could have just filmed it and you could have replaced the fluids with something else like knowing you like you'll do anything to get out of actually doing the forfeit properly so we need right, to, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure we can work around it using the government guidelines. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe um, if you make if we if we make one clip of you drinking it inside, and then I can meet you outside where we're allowed to meet, and then actually film consuming it. But yeah, we'll have to we'll think about that. Um, okay. Uh, so um, overall, happy enough. Uh, Week was all right in FPL. Um, tweeted out uh, a bet offer that Boyle Sports had at the weekend. Uh, £10 free on the North London derby. Well, risk-free, not free. So you would have got your money back if the bet lost. Uh, and I suggested um, using it on the Kane assist bet that I've been loving most weeks. Um, and that, that that landed within 15 merch, which was which is always good. Uh but then, yeah, annoying that uh, we didn't get on the uh, the other one we've mentioned a couple of times, the return the favour bet, Kane to assist Son, yeah. to assist Kane. So I think you mentioned think, it at 50 to 1, didn't you? Um, yeah, I was, I was looking for it in the morning. I couldn't find the, the odds on Skybex and a free bet. And then I've seen that you've seen it at 75 at Willie Mill. So I, just, I think I've had it in the game, Joey. It's not coming. <laughs> I've uh, I've only actually backed that once this season, and uh, I saw it at seventy five to one on William Hill, and I thought it's Arsenal. Like, how likely is it uh, they're going to try and keep it tight? But yeah, 
that it just didn't work out that way. Thomas Partey walked off the pitch at one point to help the bet come in. So if I'd known that was going to yeah. happen, I think uh, my my uh, my Josh uh, was saying you should have just you should have just backed it and told me about it. I would have put money on it. But <laughs> it's just like just because something's seventy five to one, you can't. Like, most people who make money betting aren't betting on things that are seventy five to one every week. So, but yeah, yeah and I it's think, easy to say in hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, the end I think, of the day, um, Son isn't going to scream it from 30 yards every week. Like, yeah, the, the XG of that goal was like 0.1 <laughs> or something like that high. <laughs> yeah, well, 0.01 maybe. Um, uh, on, on the uh, down point of the week is, yeah, you um, copy my team every week now. Just um, can't can't seem to. Where's this? <laughs> Where's this come from? I brought it. I brought in last week, Yotta and. Yeah. Who, who's a very popular player at the moment? He's gone up to thirty percent, and Reese James, you don't even have. So I don't know where this. Myth... Well, well, after I had Suchek, you got him, and after I had Bamford, you got him as well. So it's a bit. I'm of a bringing in popular players. I'm bringing yeah. in popular players that we discuss on the pod. I don't know. I think um, it's the biggest cop block since Hancock. I think. Um, <laughs> Tier three shithousery. That's what's going on. Like I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to start throwing out decoys on the pod, just like mentioning like players I'm not even interested in, and then see if you bring them in, and then we'll, and then we'll know. I thought we weren't making this podcast political. You spot that? We'll be getting uh, down. Um, what about what about you? So you're uh, you're backing yourself. You're just saying you're definitely not copying me. You, I'm not like you're not nervous with me in your uh, rearview mirror. No, I'm not. I'm not nervous. But weirdly enough, I got the same game week score, which is quite unusual. You, uh, your voice was cracking up a little bit then when you said you weren't <laughs> nervous. Are you sure? I'm not nervous. I'm just bringing in popular players, and no doubt you're going to bring Salah in at some point, and I'll just be like, "Well, why are you copying me? I got Salah." Uh, you just I've been you I've been saying for three weeks in our in our. <laughs> you can't famous... say I'm copying you when you're bringing in a player who's thirty percent owned. If, um, if you brought in, if you brought in, oh, who can I, who can I say who's smashing it? Uh, if you brought in Christian Benteke and I brought him in, then I think the questions will be asked. But for a thirty percent player role, you can't you can't you can't say I'm copying you. Well, I mean, it's just you know three weeks in a row the same player like three weeks uh, what fl- 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 flags up suspended. Well, Bamford Bamford Suchek. We might not be three weeks in a row, but there's definitely been three or four weeks where. The w- a week later, you just brought in the player I've had. So I'm just watching you. I just want you to know. All right, you're watching me from about 100 yeah. points behind. So keep watching, lad. <laughs> it's not 100 anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, sh- sh- should we t- talk about what we've got coming up this week? Um, so yeah, we've discussed the forfeit. Uh, we'll have to um, we'll tweet out updates on when that's coming, so you know when to uh, know when to look out for it. Um, Obviously, the a lot of the premium options all delivered this week. So, a bit of discussion on that and how many of them do you need to have. Some people are looking at ways to have four rather than three. Um, and then to facilitate all that, like who are who are the best budget options? Like, and who who do you downgrade to like fit in all these all these people like Kane, Salah, De Bruyne, Fernandez. Um, and then in the uh, weekly premium planning segment, we'll go over who we're looking to captain over the next few because that'll help us decide 
which premiums our strategy is going to be focused around for the next weeks. Uh, and then also, as we're coming up to Christmas and fixture congestion ramping up, we'll just talk briefly around how we're going to handle that. And then one update that came yesterday uh, is that there's been a double game week announced in game week 19. Um, so West Ham and West Brom are going to miss a game, game week 18, and then double game week in nine, 19. So I think we knew there was going to be double game weeks coming for around then. So it's going to be a case of keeping an eye out. Um, so yeah, there's not that much we know yet on that, but we'll we'll, we'll cover we'll cover off what we know. Uh, that's about it for the Marine Order, I think, this week, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Just planning on bringing in all the West Brom players for 19, which yeah. will be a master stroke. Yeah, of course. And uh, what else do we need to mention? So we're recording Wednesday lunchtime this week, so we're not, we won't be aware of any injuries from the Champions League tonight. Uh, so bear that in mind if you, um, you know, yeah, in case Europa Salah, League as well, in case Salah gets a hamstring or whatever tonight. Um, and Luckily, I think most English teams are top anyway, so I don't think less uh, Liverpool and City will be bringing, playing a strong team tonight, unlike your boys last night. So we should be all right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just gonna keep an eye on uh, Jota's minutes. If he gets ninety tonight, I might be worrying about wherever he starts. Yeah, weekend. he's probably yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on uh, what, how many minutes the players get, uh, and then. Yeah, I think that's that's it. It's not. An, uh, is there an early deadline this week or is it Saturday? No, I think it's Friday. Um, oh yeah, it is Friday. So yeah, half six. Get your team set by half six Friday. Um, don't get caught out by that. Uh, yeah, I think over the Monday is a game every day now up until Thursday, which will cover. Yeah, it might be tricky for us to record next week actually. Um, might have to miss a like a game week and just record after the midweek games next week or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, we'll tweet out what we're doing podcast schedule for Christmas. Uh, yeah, it'll date very quick, won't there? There'll be so much happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, should we get into um, how our game weeks went and all that stuff? Yeah, let's have it. Uh, you te- even you technically got a higher score, uh, but you ended up on the same because you took a minus four. But so I'll. Uh, I'll let you go first this week. Yeah, so 81, but then obviously with a four-point hit to bring in Mindy's Yotta, got 77. Uh, and that was with just 10 players. We talked about not transferring out the keeper, and I don't think too many of them mid-price got a clean sheet anyway. So I think I think we were justified in what we were saying last week about holding Martinez. Um, and then Diaz, another clean sheet for City. Uh, the big talking point there is probably Cancelo coming in for Walker, which one to keep an eye on this evening. Uh, James got an assist. He looks. I've been reading actually that with Chelsea without uh, with Ziyech injured, he's going to be even more creative because Pulisic and Werner on the wings are um, more scorers than creators. So there's going to be bigger assist potential for him, I think. And then Chilwell too. Kyle Walker Peters with that penalty assist five. Yotta one, so didn't pay dividends. De Bruyne, Salah, both 14. I think they're the ones to own we talked about last week. Uh, top two by far for me. Uh, Fernandez six, even though we played 45 minutes. Bamford with eight. So, yeah, with that nice run coming up for Leeds, he looks like the best, I'd say, budget striker. Um, and then Carver-Lewin ticking along with six. Um, but there is questions whether 
people are going to start to take him out, which will be interesting because that'll kind of break up the template a bit if that happens. Yeah. And um, what uh, was that? I, I'm guessing that was a green arrow for you, ranking crew. Yeah. So, yeah, up from 92 to 70. After Saturday with De Bruyne and Salah, I think I was up to about 20,000, but then the lack of Spurs kind of, yeah. I, I'm always. Uh, checking ranks that we can probably shouldn't because so much can happen especially now when there's games every day so yeah just I mean before we get forget actually um, it's interesting on that that although you can think that everyone's got rid of Kane and Son because they had hard fixtures like they're still like Son's are still I think is he the most owned player in the game so yeah, th- yeah. There, will, there will be those rank swings if you don't have them and they do well they still hit um, your rank I think the EO last week for both of them was 100% so if you kind of have one you can kind of get away with if they both score you kind what? of keep rank the EO so estimated ownership so that factors in captaincy where they double up um, right. so both of them last week was 100% if you factor in captains because obviously that doubles so yeah they were saying if you had one your rank would be the same Whereas okay. if you had none, obviously down. If you had both, then yeah. So you F- can kind F- of FPL Rainman over there, bringing out the... <laughs> if... sorry, bringing the, out all the, bringing out the mathematical terms. <laughs> all the casual listeners have quickly switched off. But now, if you kind of have one and they're both scoring and assisting at the same rate, you can kind of get away with it, which will be interesting. Mm, well, yeah, it'll be interesting as we talk about uh, what we do with Spurs assets a bit later. Um, but yeah, my uh, week. So yeah, I'm not going to go through every player because it's pretty much the same as yours, apart from <laughs> apart from James, I think. Um, sure. Oh, you don't have Suchik anymore, do you? No, that was a great transfer last week. Yeah, brought him out for Yota. But um, so yeah, I've been quite lucky that uh, the weeks so Your far. Your subs keep scoring. <laughs> yeah, the weeks where I've needed Suchik, he uh, he delivers, and then when he's on my bench, he's not, which is which is good. Um, so yeah, the decision for me going into last week was what to do with the Villa players, and I decided just to just to leave them. Um, so I didn't have a playing goalkeeper, but I was fine with that for one week because, as we discussed last week, the ceiling for keepers is low, and I wanted to keep two free to bring in Salah this week. Because um, yeah, in the premium planning segments previously, we've said Salah for Fulham this week, like the standout captain. So. Wanted to make sure I was flexible enough for bringing bringing him in. So we'll talk about that later. My rank with that score of 77, now up to just outside the top million. So slowly chipping away the past few weeks, rising up from three and a half million a few weeks ago. So yeah, just, I just hope now this Christmas period where it tends to be a time where you can make big progress. I just hope... Um, can crack on now not have any slip-ups um and yeah i think getting the right captains in for, uh for this this part where all the premiums are firing will be key for, for this part of the season um but yeah we'll um we'll talk about what we do with all those premiums soon um should we talk about this uh double game week thing next yeah so like you touched on in your intro. I think it's West Ham and West Brom at the moment, but I think there's more games that are going to be added to that. I think that was earmarked at the start of the season as where games can be shuffled if need be because Europe's obviously over. So it'd be interesting to keep an eye on that and especially if more get added, whether people with the wild card are at an advantage and obviously when the, if the chips come into play, um, I think in previous years, normal years, 
the top players have um, been keen to keep onto the chips as late as possible, really, because they kind of have a bigger impact in the season. But this might kind of change things, really. If you if you've got players who say if you have none with a double game week and there's four or five fixtures, that'll definitely they'll definitely come into thinking to play a free hit if you don't have that wild card rather than ripping your team up. Yeah, so I think it might be a bit different, as you say, this season because usually in game week one, you don't have City and United missing a week, which guarantees them a double game week quite early because usually they come a bit later in the season, don't they? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it'll be different how people approach it this year. I think uh, right, it's probably a bit too early to start earmarking who you're going to want for it now. And uh, it's a case of... Um, seeing what teams get added and when. Um, I guess what I'd say is don't don't start using your free hit and triple captain and that stuff now, like before we know what's going on. Because yeah, like we, we had a question on the podcast a few weeks, like maybe two or three weeks ago about using the free hit uh, for, for having two or three players missing and we recommended to just keep it because it'll have a bigger impact with these blanks and doubles. So I, that, that advice stays the same. Don't start you don't, don't like i don't know don't start using it now i guess if you've held on to your chips this long and uh yeah if you've still got a wild card definitely keep it until we know when best to to use it for these for these doubles so even me and you have both used our wild cards but we'll try and like you know give people pointers in case in case there's some people who've managed to hold on to it uh it's impressive yeah, if you still managed to keep hold of it this long. Uh, but yeah, there are people out there who have. Yeah, definitely. And I think the people who are holding the wild card will probably look towards the latest possible date, which I think is in between 16 and 17. I think there's two days in between that. So I wouldn't wish anyone that really, especially with New Year's Eve and stuff. Yeah, it'd be quite an interesting time because you kind of want to put a little thought into your wild card and two days doesn't really uh, give you much time to do that. Yeah, you'll, uh, yeah, that, that would be a bit of a nightmare having to make a whole new team in two days when you want to be drinking and stuff over a year. Yeah, so maybe maybe it isn't the best on paper. Uh, so yeah, one person, the player, just to mention quickly. So I think Suchek looks an ideal like hold with West Ham having that double because he's so ch- he's cheap enough and he's playing that like for the blank that West Ham having game week eighteen with his price, you're happy to bench him. And then he's a great option to then have for a team that have a double because he's a, he's got that goal threat as he's shown at the weekend. So, and then I don't know like who else we'd maybe want to look at. Antonio, if he's fit by then. Um, Bowen. Bowen. Yeah. Uh, the defence. Dif- yeah, the yeah. defence as well. Like, yeah. That, so, yeah, I West guess. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about downgrades and stuff for uh, affording premiums a bit more later. But yeah, West Ham defence could be where people look for uh, taking premium defenders down to cheap defenders to afford more in midfield. Um, but yeah, I guess there's not too much we can say yet about the double because we don't... It was it was mentioned yesterday with the fixture announcement. So we'll have to wait for more updates and see what other teams get added before we can make a proper plan. But yeah, yeah just, just to mark your cards. Yeah. Make mark your cards. Um, look look out for that. Um, the next section, so is as we've just been mentioning, how how do we afford all these expensive midfielders that are that are banging at the moment, and who are the 
who are the best cheap options to to bring in to afford all of these all these players. So it, it is tricky, isn't it? Because um, it's not just who are the cheapest ones to bring in; it's who of the the mid price players that you've got that are doing well. Which of those do you decide to take out? Because they could easily that could easily bite you. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of people making um, difficult decisions this week, um, and I'm I'm one of them. I, mean, I guess it's a bit easier for you because you've already got a salary in place. Yeah, and I, I do. And going back to your addition of Suchek into the team, I think if you are looking to downgrade, bring someone in. I think if you can have someone who's ninety minutes like Suchek or someone similar, I think that that'll help definitely coming into the Christmas period to save one of your star players is drop that you have at least two points on the bench. I think, I think that's important. Um, obviously a lot of people bring in Brewster or someone like that to fund this, but whether this is the right way, because there might come a point where you need to play him and if Brewster's coming on for 10 minutes on the bench, maybe that isn't the best strategy. Um, I think for me, I think the midfield is so important. Obviously we talked about it, that that's where the money should be going and whether you can sacrifice the forward line because there's quite a few nice options with Bamford, Watkins, um, even Callum Wilson around that value. So I think I think that's where you can get your money back is the forwards this year for sure. Um, other than Kane really and Calvert-Lewin who's kind of approaching, who's getting up to like 8 mil now. But other than them two, you can kind of get away with having a cheaper striker. So I think that's probably the best way of doing it. Uh, yeah, I think um, you can save a bit of money in defence, I think, as well. Um, something I've been looking at, just in case I need an extra bit of money, is Chilwell to James. Because uh, I'm not sure I'd, I want two Chelsea defenders. And um, now that James looks nailed on, I, I think we just weren't sure at the beginning, which is why everyone went for Chilwell. But if he is nailed on and he is more of an attacking threat, as you mentioned, that's I think that saves point point six. So that could be a way to be cut a bit bit of money for, for all the people that are on Chilwell. Um, and then in terms of like other like bargain basement type players, if you you need to save a few million, um, there are a, f- a few playing for defenders that play week in week out at four point three, four point four. It's like Charlie Taylor at Burnley and. Lewis Newcastle. Um, obviously, they're not ideal options, and you'll have to think about which one of the best fixtures to bring in. But if that facilitates you having Salah, De Bruyne, and Fernandez, that's a, a calculated risk you have to make, I think, um, because they just they do look to be consistent. Um, like you, you can you can kind of plan then around having the best captain for each week, knowing that you've got those funds available. So while it doesn't sound appealing having, you know, 4.3, 4.4 million players, if it means your captain is the best p- person in that in that week, then it's you're giving yourself a good chance of having a good score. Like, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Would you, would you be that making that small compromise of having a less than ideal player in one of the in, in one of those positions to be able to facilitate having all these expensive players? I think for me, if you asked four to six weeks ago, defence, like downgrading, I'd say yes, definitely, absolutely. But the past few weeks, I think the defences have started to look a lot stronger. Chelsea and City come to mind. Even Liverpool now, uh, the weekend against Wolves, they looked pretty damn impressive with Matip and Firmino in there. 
I don't think Wolves even had a shot that I've known. So, yeah, it's an interesting way up what to, what to do, really. My only th- my only thing to counter your argument is, obviously, Reese James is, what is he, 5.2? And for, for a 4.5 defender to him is quite a big jump, whereas if you're doing the same in midfield, you're probably not getting the same points difference. Um Mm, yeah, true. Between between like a if you get what I mean between a four point five mid to a five point two mid, you're probably not getting that much. Whereas the points difference in defense could be quite huge, and relatively, the money in defense isn't that much difference. Whereas the midfield is quite a big disparity in price, so you're not actually making that much money back in your defense just to counter that. Um, but. Over Christmas, whether them clean sheets continue because teams will be tired and stuff like that. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe 4.3, 90 minutes is the way to go. I think, yeah, one other thing to mention there is that over Christmas, you'd think it'd be, it's like centre-back options that tend to play most minutes because they, yeah, definitely. managers don't sub off centre-backs that much. Whereas full-backs who are marauding up and down the touchline maybe are prone to a bit more rotation. Um and yeah, just in terms of what you were saying about value and points and um, all that, like, I think I saw a tweet from on the official Premier League account that uh, Zuma's the the best value player in terms of points per million so far, which sort of backs up what you were saying. Right, um, I bet I bet a few defenders are quite high up. That's what that, that yeah, that is the point that I was getting across. It's good to. I just think um, if having. That like I think it can if you can get caught up a little bit though on value because I remember when when I first started playing FPL that was kind of what I used to look at like having a balanced team and having like a few like some a lot of money in defence decent bit of money in midfield and in that first season I ended up not being able to afford Robin van Persie who was I think was the most expensive player in the game at that point and people were just captaining him most weeks and I thought that oh well it's better that I have a balanced team. But if it meant that I didn't have the best captain most weeks, I was just, the rest of my team didn't make up for not having a good captain, if that makes sense. So yeah. something I learned quite early on playing FPL was that uh, it's better, well, I think it's better to have have the best captains for the next five to six weeks rather than, you know, focusing so much on, on value, especially when there's so many of the big, big midfield is firing um so yeah it's uh it's one to weigh up personally like how how do you how do you play it's yeah really it's right pref- I, I was, yeah yeah this isn't right and wrong answer i was just countering your yeah, argument yeah. really just to give the viewers to make up their own opinion really i think that's what makes fpl so good everyone has their own different there's the template players but then other than that there's it, so many different ways to play it so in terms of um the well-owned like mid-price options that people might be looking to downgrade just because there's they need money to bring in Salah this week for people who haven't got him. I think yeah, people are discussing Calvert Lewin, people are discussing Kane, if people have got Kane. Um and yeah, they're the two I'm kind of looking at as well. Um so it's 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 a, it's a really really hard call because like Calvert Lewin's gone up so so much in value. So I bought him at 7.1 and now he's eight. So if I wanted him again after his after his harder fixtures. I'm paying a completely different price to what I paid, which doesn't bother me too much, but you have to factor it into your decision. And Kane, the thing that puts me off selling him is that in game week 16, he's got Fulham at home. And we, we've talked about 
you know, targeting Fulham with the captaincy in previous episodes. So is taking him out and knowing I'm going to want him back in four weeks or something, is that the best use of my precious transfers? So it's going to be, it's going to go down to the wire for me. I think um, what, what I'd recommend is thinking like, how quickly would you potentially want back the player that you're going to take out to, I, I think that's going to be the, the way I decide. Uh, and then, yeah, also think about who you're going to captain over the next five, like who, who is the best captain in those next five. And is the, if the player that you're wanting to get rid of to fund Salah is one of them, then you might have to think of a different plan. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything to add on that. Yeah, no. Um, but the thing is with Kane, uh, I know he's scoring a lot of points in his own outright, but Son's matching him pretty much week in, week out. And he's, what is he, three million less or two two points something. Um, so if you were to get rid of Kane and bring Son in, that does give you a bit more value to spend elsewhere in your team. You can have a bit of cover then because say, say you want Liverpool covered with Salah, City covered with De Bruyne, United covered with Bruno, Tottenham covered with Son. You kind of got a, a really strong premium options there and then you kind of fill your team out around that um that's my only thinking just because i'm thinking of bringing son back after the liverpool game uh yotta out for son and then down that would mean downgrading calvert lewin um i'm kind of giving calvert lewin the chelsea game really to see how good he is against a big team when everton aren't playing too well um if he blanks there then it might might be questions to be to remove him but I'm in the same as you. I brought him in at seven mil, so I'd lose quite a bit. Yeah, so just, to, I mean, it might sound like badness why we're discussing Calvert-Lewin. Um, so yeah, just to touch on his fixtures, Chelsea at home, Leicester away, Arsenal at home, Sheffield away, City at home. So it's quite a tough Christmas, New Year period for for him. And they're missing... The He's key. lost Digne as well, which yeah. was his main, well, main, main creation for goals. And... Hammers has really gone off the boil recently. So, yeah, his two main creators, really. One, well, one's injured and one's not playing too great. One other thing to mention with Calvert-Lewin is that um, he, looking at his scores, he tends to need a goal, more than a goal, to get in the bonus. So, if he just scores one goal, he seems to end up on six points most weeks because... Because yeah, it's because he's, he's sat in the six-yard box. Yeah, he's not playing key passes. He's not putting crosses in. He's not doing the things that build the baseline bonus metric. So, if you think that you know, if you if you were to like look at it, kind of like how many goals is he going to get over the next few? Like you think at Chelsea and City, he isn't going to score more than one. But then it's those games in between where you know he might be able to still. So it's just thinking like what is his point ceiling in these games and are you willing to sacrifice that to get Salah in, for example, which is something I'm going to think about. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one. And then Kane, yeah, I think your, your idea of getting having Son instead is, is, is good. And I think if you're not going to captain Kane over the next four, you've got, you know, if you've got Salah and De Bruyne in place, you probably would, and Fernandes, for example, they are probably better captain options in the next four. We'll talk about that more later, but maybe you can get rid of Kane and then get get Son in as the Spurs cover a bit later. Um, so I, I might have a plan for that, which I'll talk about in the premium planning segment. Um, 
But yeah, is, is there anyone else who you reckon people could downgrade that might not buy them over the next few to afford Salah? Not really, other than we've discussed. There's, there's so many options in that defence if, if it's a little amount of money you need. Um, Bamford, for me, with them fixtures coming up, if you don't have him, then downgrading a forward to get someone in would be... Because you've got West Ham, Newcastle, United away, which on the face of it now doesn't even look that difficult. Uh, I know it's not ideal, but then you've got Burnley and West Brom. So I think for me, he's probably the main guy I'd bring in if I needed to get money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair shout. I think uh, one stat I saw, actually, I'm just going to quickly bring up while we're on Bamford. Um, I think he's still leading every stat that <laughs> kind of means goals are coming. Well, right? w- w- one... Oh, I don't have it to hand. Um, a stat that I saw, though, which kind of might be interesting to people who may be deciding on downgrading Calvert-Lewin to Bamford, is that uh, his goal conversion is something like 30% from what I remember. Oh, maybe 13, actually. Like, he takes so many shots. Whereas Calvert-Lewin... is quite good. No, yeah, no, it's 13, I think. And um, whereas Calvert-Lewin's shot conversion is ridiculous, he just doesn't need... Like, his finishing's just so good. We talked about him having that one-touch finishing that Carlo Ancelotti had with uh, Inzaghi, like, in game week one or game week two or something. So... Um, while Bamford racks up shots and all that stuff and is top of those stats, his shot conversion is bad. But I, from watch from watching the, the like watching these games, the shots that he misses, like you know the spawns where he's hitting the post or the keepers making good saves, he's not skying them. So I I'd like to think that Bamford will improve on that conversion in these easier games. Um, whereas that could be wrong. He's over the Christmas period, he, lo- he looks like a 90-minute man for me because attackers don't expend too much energy. Well, you could say that about Calvert-Lewin, actually. Yeah, I can't see Calvert-Lewin being dropped. Um, yeah, so that's probably not the good argument to use that would differentiate them two. But yeah, if you're looking for pros for either of them two, yeah, 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they are both 90-minute men, which makes it harder. Uh, shall we transition into the, uh, the premium segment? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I was just talking about maybe having a plan with Kane and Son. Um, so something I'm looking at is uh, Grealish. The the run that we had Grealish for of uh, Aston Villa's nice fixtures, it, start, it starts to come to an end like game week 14. So they've got Wolves away game week 12, Burnley at home game week 13, and then West Brom away game week 14. And then it's Crystal Palace at home, which you'd think would be a tighter game. So... I might do Grealish to Son come game week 15 uh, because then game week 16 Spurs have Fulham. So yeah, if I get rid of Kane this week to fund Salah, I can then... I won't have a Spurs player for a few weeks, but the most ideal fixture that they've got coming up is that Fulham game. And it looks like Grealish's fixtures dovetail like the downturn in Aston Villa's fixtures dovetails quite nicely with the arrival of that Fulham game. So that might be my plan, I think. But yeah, I need to think more about it. Um, and that, that would mean I get to, I don't have to lose Calvert-Lewin and then given that I got him at seven and then have to pay eight in a few game weeks' time to get him back. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you think on that. Like, Have you 
have you had any plans for Grealish? Are you planning to keep him for the season? No, that, that's interesting with Grealish. I was planning on getting rid of the Aston Villa assets around that time, um, but I've not given it much thought yet. So that that is interesting. Um, as I said earlier, my plan was next week, if Yotta doesn't play again this weekend, was would be Yotta and um, Calvert-Lewin to Son and then a cheap striker, so a Brewster or someone like that. Um, I'd still have a playing sub, so it'd be Kyle Walker-Peters. So hopefully I wouldn't have two people resting over the same game week, which is obviously a bit of a risk. But yeah, it's interesting that you that the fixtures kind of intertwine, that it could be a Grealish to Son. Um, and yeah, I'd hopefully try and get them both Son and Kane back for that nice run, whether whether it allows. It's almost in, it's in the new year, isn't it? Um it's just always a bit of a concern. I know they've got Crystal Palace away at the weekend, which looks a tough fixture, but you could easily see him scoring and assisting again, which will be a killer to the rank. Yeah, it's just uh, so Liverpool, Spurs have Liverpool away after that. And then they've got, well, it's tricky. It's a game at 15, Wolves away. Like normally I wouldn't like that fixture, but now that Nuno's playing a back four, it does look like they. They can concede quite a few goals. They aren't as tight as they used to be. So it's hard to say. I don't know whether he's going to stick with that, but it's just, uh, it's, tr- it's tricky. I, there's, I, there are some managers who are managing to keep Kane or Son and have Fernandes, De Bruyne and Salah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're people who are playing Suchek every week or Brewster every week and stuff like that, which doesn't really suit my team that well I don't think um, so yeah I'm going to have to make a call on Kano yeah out. I mean if I did that next week I would have Fernandez, Salah, De Bruyne Son right. and Grealish um, but it would be Bamford and Watkins up top which uh, if you look at the stats and stuff I think that's still a good forward line but like you say with Aston Villa's changing fixtures it might might not be the greatest option up front uh, who, who's who would who's your third striker? Uh, at the moment, it's Calvert Lewin. But if okay. I did take him out, um, it would be a Brewster, or I think I'd have four point nine. So it wouldn't. Um, I know Welbeck's emerged as a five point five, um, but whether he obviously with his injury problems and stuff, and whether Brighton are that attacking going forward, I'm not sure whether he'd be. I think beyond Spurs' tough run, I think you do want Kane, but. It's whether you can kind of go without him for the next few weeks. I've kind of took the gamble two weeks ago and two weeks it looked like a masterstroke and then last week it kind of paid, did went the other way. So, Yeah, I think the difficult thing with Spurs is that um, you can look and say, oh, they've got some some tricky fixtures, but when they score, it's like you know it's going to be Kane or Son involved. Like the goal involvement those two players have. It's not like City where... You know, Mahrez scores one week and then De Bruyne is getting in the points the next week and you're sort of wondering where yeah. all the points are. It's like, you know where the points are coming from. So it makes it hard to uh, take them out for, for bad fixtures because because of that high goal involvement. Um, which, yeah, but I guess you could say the same for Calvert-Lewin. Like, whenever it scores... Yeah, there's probably a few players. Or Wilson for Newcastle. The Not many more players are going to score if Newcastle get a goal. So, yeah, I feel like for me this week... There's no easy way to sell it back. Like nothing stands out as like a he's the definite one to make way. So it's going to be a case of um, thinking about it over the next couple of days, seeing what managers say in the press conferences, and going from there. Um, 
Should we talk a little bit about captain? So yes, it's Salah this week uh, for you, and it will be for me once I've got him. Um, and I think that would be the advice. Like we've seen, like over the past few, like with Kevin Bruyne at the weekend, like he was the standout captain, and he he could have had so many more points in that game. So I think if you can get Salah this week without like a minus eight or something, that would be the advice, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I have. After? What about the week after? Week after. Uh, Is it back to De Bruyne? It, yeah, City West Brom. Yeah. Uh, and then 14, it's... Oh, who do United have? Leeds at home. Yeah. So, yeah, so Bruno kind of comes into the equation. Um, I think what will help Bruno going forward in the new year is the Europa League. I don't think if United get an easy fixture, I think he'll be focused on the Premier League, which will be better for FPL. So one thing to mention on um, people who might be looking at getting rid of... Um, Bruno or KDB for for Salah. It's just um, it's just to mention that game week thirteen, obviously Liverpool play Tottenham, so that means you aren't going to want to captain Kane or Son, and you probably won't want to captain Salah in that week because you think that'll be a tight game when Mourinho parks the bus, sort of thing. So try not to be. That's why it's important to think like two or three weeks ahead. So don't just like you know think that oh well. United and City are playing each other this week, so I'll take out one of them, and then just leaving yourself a problem a week later potentially. Because um, so, yeah, I guess that would be an easy, that would be the easiest way to get Salah back for a lot of people, wouldn't it? Just get rid of De Bruyne or Fernandez. But you have to think, yeah, in the next few that you're going to want them for for their captaincy games. So that's why we've been yeah deliberating over. Well, that's why I've been deliberating over Kane or Calvert Lewin out instead. Because I'm thinking of the captains. That's um, probably a massive pro as well to having a United, Liverpool, City, and Tottenham player in some extent, one of their premiums. If you can get four of them in, it kind of gives you a captaincy option till well the end of the season, really. Yeah, yeah, true. I think. Uh, well, it kind of it'll probably give you the strongest captaincy option. Probably, I'd be very surprised if one of them four isn't the top owned every week. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's that's. Sounds about right, doesn't it? I think um, having four of the most expensive ones from that, it's difficult not to make loads of compromises. But um, I think if you've got three and you're happy to maybe miss out on the best captain the odd week, then you can still make do with with three, I think. But yeah, if you can have four and you're happy with the rest of the team, then you go for it. Um, should we uh, touch on the questions before we, uh, before we wrap yeah, it up? Just, yeah, just to touch on my team actually just to be selfish this okay. week um i've kind of got a, a sub dilemma so i got watkins and diaz which i'm a bench at the moment playing wolves in united uh it's because carl walker carl walker peter's got such a good game sheffield united at home and then whether watkins in for calvert lewin so we we advocate having a strong bench especially over christmas but it's not necessarily the best thing when you come to pick a team because you're worried about the points that you might leave on the bench yeah, I think when we talked about bench points as one of the segments a few weeks ago, we said try not to have like players over six million on the bench. Yeah, yeah. but that's what. So that's what you've ended up with. Yeah, just because the my squad strength is quite strong at the moment. So all right, really big bollocks. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, but then Watkins got thirteen points and he was rotting on my bench two weeks ago. So I'm just saying it's not necessarily 
maybe if you have one who's 4.5 and playing every week, maybe that's enough. Yeah. Well, I reckon you should just bench Watkins again. What could go wrong? Well, that's what it is at the moment, but that's because I'm afraid of Calvert-Lewin. But whether that Watkins comes in for Calvert-Lewin, interesting. Yeah. Um, so, not not that I want to help your team or whatever, but would you not look at it and maybe think, what's Kyle Walker-Peters ceiling, even though it's an easy fixture, like compared to the ceiling of two strikers who've shown they can haul, like, what, what, yeah, what, but, what, what, what yeah. would annoy you? What would annoy you more? Six a clean sheet on the bench from Walker Peters or a 12, 13 pointer from one of those strikers. True, but no, yeah, I, but, I, I I agree. Keep the, no, keep just keep Watkins on the bench. Just stick with. But I've doing. only got three three defenders anyway, so it would either have to be Walker Peters or Diaz. Yeah, but yeah, well, I think well, if, if if I was you, I'd probably go Walker Peters, but. You know, what back, was that? Back, what? back yourself. Back no, stick stick with what you've got. Keep it keep not fancy you boys at home. Keep keep those um keep keep those expensive uh performing strikers on your bench. I agree. Let's let's get to the questions. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we've got we've got three we've got three minutes to uh wrap through these questions. All right. So the first one was obviously from my brother, and it was do we drop Calvert Lewin? And we've talked quite a lot about him. Um like I said, I'm probably going to give him one more week. Uh, I mean, he's still not doing badly. 13, his last five, eight, five, 13, two, six. So he's kind of doing as what you'd want from a 8 million forward. But yeah, it's just being coy and jumping off at the right time, jumping on at the right time. And if Everton do start to look, I mean, he got a late goal last weekend against Burnley. Um, and if they do start to drop off a bit, then... Yeah, yeah. I think the, the other thing to say that I didn't mention when we were talking about Calvert-Lewin before is that you're definitely not going to captain him over the next six. Like, there's two or three yeah. better options in all the games, so it that does mean he is droppable. Uh, and yeah, if you've paid like seven point five, seven point six, and you got him a bit later, and you're not losing that much, it makes it a bit easier to drop him as well because what you paid won't be that much different to what you have to pay to get him back after the bad run. So that might make it easier for some people. So. So yeah, if you especially if you're a fixtures person and you just believe in following the fixtures, then yeah, Calvert Lewin does look an option for getting rid of. I think. Nice. Uh, and then the next question was from your favorite questionnaire, questioner, Orion, your favorite quiz host. Yeah, <laughs> I'll read it out. Uh, so City lost United three times last season. Uh, so Ollie's obviously got Pep's number, but United are a wounded animal. Uh, what are our thoughts on having City United and do we play a free hit if our team is flooded with players from both? Uh, well, no, the free hit thing's out, out of the question, I think, um, because of what we just talked about um, with the double game weeks come in and blanks come in, like you'll need the free hit so much more. Um, so hold on to that. I think the, the games that City United have played out, they've not been like I don't think there've been many like nil nil one nils. There's tended to be goals, hasn't there? So yeah, I'm not, I'm not like De Bruyne and Fernandes could still get points and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be that worried about it. Um, having if you've got three or four players from the team, like you might have not have a good week because other people have only got one or two. But 
you'll have an even worse week in the blank week if you've used your free hit just to avoid one bad fixture for these players, I think. That's what, what I'd say on that. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I can see it. I could see both Fernandez and De Bruyne doing well in that fixture. So, yeah, I'd probably hold. I wouldn't be rushing. To, I probably won't captain either of them. But yeah, I'd be looking to whether the defenders something you keep. Maybe not. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be worried about Fernandez and De Bruyne. Cool. Um, that's um, that's it for this week. That's um, us. Yeah. The, 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 we'll try and uh, get the forfeit done over the next week or so and get that out but yeah keep an eye on the the Twitter followers and um, you'll uh, you'll see it there first um, can you just can you post what changes you're doing just before the deadline just give me enough time <laughs> yeah I actually forgot the last week usually it's you that doesn't bother tweeting out your changes but it was me this week um, poor form <laughs> um, but yeah we'll be back at some point next week maybe after the midweek games um yeah. Yeah. Um good luck over the next two game weeks and uh see you next week. See you on the other side. <laughs>